If you want a wildly healthy, naturally disease-resistant pet who turns heads and starts conversations with awestruck onlookers, you're right where you belong. This is the Vital Animal Podcast with your host, homeopathic veterinarian, Dr. Will Falconer. The Vital Animal Podcast is here to help you make your animals wildly healthy, naturally disease-resistant, and truly, wholly vital. What's a vital animal? These are the creatures whose eyes are bright, whose skin reflects sunlight and invites petting. They are the ones with gleaming white teeth, sweet breath, and balanced behaviors. Vital animals are magnetically attractive and often are conversation starters when people meet them for the first time. They gush, how did you get her to be so beautiful, so lovely, so present? Your answers can open minds and help change the world a little bit for the better. Ripples go out from your vital animal, and you never know where they'll go or who they'll touch. Vital animals don't pay attention to lifespan statistics. They are here for you for years of enjoyable companionship, and they often save you gobs of money along the way because they are just so very healthy. I'm Dr. Will Falconer, a vet since graduation in 1980, who took a leap and left conventional veterinary practice in 1987 for parts unknown. It was the fiery mess this leap landed me in that finally forged my new direction as a holistic vet and later as a homeopathic one. Before I tell you about that leap, the hot mess it landed me in, and how I rose from the ashes to get where I am today, what can you expect in the Vital Animal Podcast? What's ahead? Well, I'll be bringing you tips and tricks and deeper understanding of what you face in the world of animal rearing and helping you forge your own unique direction for your own animals now and in the future. There's no one-size-fits-all. But what I'm sharing with you is largely timeless, so what you'll learn from any given episode will serve not only those animals in your care right now, but will shape how you start out better with the next ones who are lucky enough to be part of your pack or your pride. What I've learned and will share with you, I've learned from decades of practice, from various experts, and from Mother Nature's abundant examples of what vital health looks like and where it has its roots. I'll have some interviews with movers and shakers in the world of natural medicine, some solo presentations of timeless practical concepts that I've uncovered, and some stories from real people like you who've been up against a non-thinking vet I've dubbed as Dr. Whitecoat who seems more concerned with his bottom line than about your animal's best health outcomes. All right, a little bit of the founder's story. So who am I and how did I get here? Let me share the story in brief. I practiced conventional veterinary medicine for my first seven years. Very happy in my practice, but also searching as I'd been a meditator since college days. At the seven-year mark, my wife and I had a four-year-old daughter, and we had been listening to a group calling themselves walk-ins, whose mantra was, listen to your intuition. It's not there to screw you up in some way. At that point, I'd been dabbling in metaphysics for about a year or so, on the side in the evenings. In one of those evenings, the question came from someone I'd partnered with, when are you going to do this work full-time? You seem to be quite good at it. 
Well, next came the leap, the world changing, and the turbulence that followed. As I came home that night, I lay down and told my wife, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. Now, in case that sounds like a simple thing, I'd been a partner for about the past two years, bought into a four-partner practice. We made a nice income. We had a comfortable home. We had pretty much everything we wanted. But I was following my intuition. Net result, my wife left, left me with our daughter, actually, so I became a single parent. So I moved the two of us to a meditating community in Iowa. And my job? Well, I floundered for months. Did some electrical work with a friend. Tried to sell some exotic Danish bakery from Wisconsin to the people in Iowa. But had zero business acumen. You don't learn that in veterinary school if you didn't know. Believe it or not, I even took a job with a vaccine company selling a cute little syringe filled with feline leukemia vaccine, which I would now, of course, never recommend. I think they've long since dropped out of the market. Within a year, this single parent fell for a single mom who herself had three youngins. We moved to Hawaii following a lead on a practice for sale. Well, that fell apart. I failed my very first state board there in Hawaii after passing five prior. But I ended up, luckily, in the Hawaii Department of Agriculture as a consultant on rabies after about a year of working at grocery stores, being on food stamps, and really kind of bumping along the bottom of uh, the economic ladder. Once that consulting job came about, it led to us moving from camping semi-legally on the beach to a home of sorts on the grounds of the quarantine station in Oahu, and finally to a real J-O-B as the deputy state veterinarian for Maui County. And we moved from Oahu to Maui, surrounded by greenery, but also by periodic smoke plumes as they burned the sugarcane off down below us. It was here on Maui that my holistic roots got started. Evenings and weekends, a new shingle was hung out. This came about from reading about miraculous cures with needles only, no medicine in them, or from remedies made of only energy, no solid, measurable, physical goods in them, and something called raw food diets. My interest was piqued. At this point, I started retraining with creative financing ideas from my now new wife, Things like pre-selling services at a discount, which got me five trips to the mainland for acupuncture training. And then about a year later, five more trips for homeopathy training. I did house calls on the weekends to Oahu, one island away, which racked up 3,000 frequent flyer miles every trip. As a result, I flew for free several times to the mainland for these course takings. I became certified as a veterinary acupuncturist and later in the modality that I ended up loving as a veterinary homeopath. Now opportunities started to fall my way. I was interviewed by the Hawaiian Moving Company, an extremely popular television program in the islands, and the phone started ringing with my wife as a receptionist making appointments for me. 
I also found my spiritual path here and eventually moved the family to Austin, Texas, to be nearer the roots of this path and the great spiritual teacher who actually stopped in Hawaii earlier on his way back to India. I later learned it was his first and last trip to Hawaii and found out years later he knew I and a few others were there. Well, Austin, Texas is a huge place compared to Maui. We were up on, a, on the slopes of Mount Haleakala in a small community, avoiding Kahului down below where there's a lot of people and a lot of traffic. And now we landed in a town, or a, a big city actually, with more than a million people. But a colleague just happened to work a few miles down the road from the ashram I came to live near. Dr. Madeline Ward and I had trained together in the first professional course for veterinary homeopathy with Dr. Richard Pitcairn, and she invited me to come and visit. Well, she not only did that, but when I decided to move to Austin, she offered her clinic to me, and I shared a room in her clinic and shared her secretarial staff. It just so happened Dr. Ward knew uh, had a client actually, who was a newspaper reporter. And one interview later, we both landed on the front page of the Austin American Statesman, the main Austin newspaper, and the phone started ringing again. Well, enough of one-on-one. It just became clear I had to do more teaching. I realized I couldn't fix all the broken ones, one by one, sitting in my clinic, educating one owner at a time. The handouts that went home with each owner only went so far. I suspect most were probably never read. So a website was born. It was called altforanimals.com for alternatives for animal health, the name of my practice at that point. One of the central things I shared that I'd learned in my homeopathy training was that vaccines were a most significant determiner of health or illness. And when I published the findings from Dr. Schultz and Phillips in the 1992 issue of Current Veterinary Therapy, I assumed the veterinary world would embrace that recent finding that annual vaccines made zero sense. They had zero science behind them, They didn't work to enhance your animal's immunity. And though they didn't speak of it, I learned from my homeopathic training that they also caused significant harm. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. Vets continued to push annual vaccines on you, and that continued to be a norm. And even when Texas decided to join the three-year rabies uh, group, rather late to the party, meaning the state was considering changing from a one-year rabies requirement to a three-year rabies requirement, guess who spoke out loudest against it? You got it, none other than Dr. Whitecoat. In public hearings, we heard things like, well, if we go to this three-year rule, we're going to have to charge three times as much to keep our practice afloat. So I doubled down on the web. I built a blog, and vitalanimal.com was born, where I now live online was filled with articles on subjects near and dear to me and to my readers, and I made it my main work to inform animal owners what they were up against. Through this work, it finally dawned on me. Prevention was the problem. 
Prevention took three forms. If you followed the normal, quote unquote, Dr. Whitecoat procedures. One, there was grossly over-vaccination pushed on you. Again, many of the practices annually. Two, there were poisons for all pests, from fleas and ticks to heartworm. And as you might guess, parenthetically, adding poisons to a healthy animal does not make that healthy animal more healthy. And three, there was devitalized and downright toxic food with lists of ingredients that either made it appear impossible to do homemade food yourself or enticed you with promises of all natural by way of including blueberries somewhere way down the list of ingredients, perhaps after salt. Marketing unleashed. My mission as a vet gradually changed. I taught more, added online courses for those who wanted to go deeper with me, and I saw fewer clients. This podcast is a result of that push to educate you, so you can make wise decisions on behalf of those innocents in your care. It's been my experience over and over that those who care to learn what I share become empowered animal caregivers, and their animals live longer, far healthier lives for far longer than those who simply take whatever advice Dr. Whitecoat offers. Well, I am thrilled that you're here with me, and I have a lot of great ideas, but I also welcome your thoughts about where this show might go. In fact, I'll invite you to visit vitalanimal.com podcast and add your thoughts to a survey there. What would you like to learn more about? Who would be a good guest to interview? For now, I'll leave you with this one request. Please, on whatever device you are listening to me on, subscribe to this podcast. So many more are able to see it. Every subscription helps us rise in visibility and help us join in the mission to raise wildly healthy, truly vital animals and so change the world. Till next time, I'm Dr. Will Falconer, wishing you and all those in your care the longest, healthiest lives possible. 